Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the 60 Feet 6 Inches podcast brought to you by Tailgate Sports. I'm your host, David Furtado, joined as always by my good friend Dylan Delaney. How's it going, Dylan? We're doing good today. We're doing good. We have, what, one more day till baseball for good? Yeah, Friday. No, tomorrow. Tomorrow's opening day. Wow, that came up quick. The days just combined together. They morning. they are just kind of all one big day. But yeah, uh, kickoff tomorrow night, Nationals Yankees, um, and then everybody else plays Friday and into the weekend. So it uh, should be interesting. Yeah, that's a good marquee matchup to start off with. Oh, for sure, Garrett Cole, Max Scherzer should be awesome. Although Scherzer got lit up um, by the Phillies in that in that exhibition. So, but that's I'm not I'm not gonna look too much. Yeah, it's that. an exhibition game. But who knows? You never know. Maybe all of a sudden, Flavor Torres will go up and have, like, seven home runs. I mean, it's not the Orioles, so. Yeah, it's, that's true. That's true. Or if it's not the Orioles, he's going to hit. He's going to end up not doing anything, so. But we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right. Uh, big topic for today's show, um, NL, uh, NL previews. We did the uh, uh, the American League last week. This week's the uh, National League. We'll start in the East, and we'll start with the Atlanta Braves. Um, my pick to win the division this year. Um, MVP, I'm picking Ronald Acuna Jr. Um, I think it's pretty straightforward. Kid's a beast. Um, Braves top to bottom. They're, they're an interesting team because I know they had Nick Marcakis opt out. Um, they signed Yasiel Puig to replace him. Puig's got COVID, so his status is kind of up in the air. Um, but the rest of the team's pretty locked down. I mean, they got a, they got a solid in, infield. Is Freeman playing? I can't remember if he opted out or not. I think he's playing. I haven't heard anything. I know he had the virus at one point but i can't remember if he opted out but either way the rest of that infield you got albies um dansby swanson um you know outfield's looking decent outside of um whatever's going on in right field um pitching staff is the pitching staff i mean you still have soroka at the top who's an absolute animal right and, and the outfield you still have it's a diarde and adam duval too they're holding it down and then Acuna, and then Marcelo Zuna, they signed Marcelo That's true. And honestly, I think something that's super underrated about the Braves right now is their bullpen. Um, it's it's pretty solid. Yeah, they have a they have a pretty good one. I have the same, I have them one in the division two. I have Acuna as my MVP just because it's like cool. Like it's it's Ronald Acuna. Come on now. Yeah, uh, one of the most fun players to watch right now. Easily. My X factor this year is gonna be uh, Jock Dawson's like third base replacement, Austin Riley. Because I know everyone I know they've been kinda like hyping this kid up for a while. So now he's going to finally have his chance to go out and, and see what he's all about at that third base position. Because I know before Donaldson came along, he was in the mix for it, and then Donaldson signed that one year, and then now he, now he's finally ready to kind of land that spot for him. Yeah, my, so my X Factor, I picked Puig because, I mean, his stat, I put a little asterisk next to it. Uh, his status is definitely still up in the air because who knows what he's going to be like health-wise. Um, right. But if he's there, like if he's able to join the team at any point, um you know, I, I think he's going to make an impact. He's going to have to. Um, but I, I think he's you know, a guy who can step in for Nick Marcakis out in right field and you know at least be serviceable. Because um, he has kind of bounced around since he left the Dodgers. But uh, I don't really think that's so much as a reflection on you know him declining, more as he's just kind of just the guy who gets traded. Right, yeah, he just, he's just been going for play. He's just, going he's just kind of bounced around. I mean, he was in Cincinnati, then Cleveland. Um you know, then he didn't have any offers at all. Um, winds up in Atlanta, and now he can't play. Um, but we'll see. You know, if he's able to come back, he's definitely going to be an X factor for that team. I think. Well, the, the weird thing about the Braves is like they have, like I said, they have center field basically locked up with Anderson and Arte. Like he's going to be there, and you have Acuna. Either you can put him in either left or right. I think. Like I think he's primarily a left fielder, but with Mark Aiken, if like it's say we just make it Mark Aiken there, like Acuna can go over to right field as well. Yeah, so I mean, if you can play one, it's not terribly hard to switch. Yeah, that last outfield spot, it's going to probably split up between Tavenball and Puig if Puig's able, if, if able to join. So, like, I feel like that they probably need to divide that up because Duvall's, like, like, in a lineup, like, he's a pretty he's a pretty good power hitter. Yeah, I, I mean, that's why I put the asterisk um, next to Puig. Just because we don't know. Because I don't know if he's going to be there, but I'm like, if he's there, to me, that's just such a lock to be, like, you know, that, like, if he hits, it's the, if he hits, it's going to make a huge difference for that team. Right. That's the true definition of the next factor. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But you, it's, it's, everything's still up in the air as far as he goes. Yeah, yeah so, no, we'll have Braves, to see. The Braves, have, the, the only question with the Braves is if they're just going to fly off the postseason like they've done the last two seasons. That's yeah, I mean, I don't think anything can be as bad as the flop from last year. Yeah, that was awful. 
that was that was just tragic. Yeah, I don't, but, I don't think they're gonna get much worse. I think they bottomed out in that respect. So I guess only up to go from here. But that's at least with um, in their case, like the losing Donaldson, like it hurts. But like I said, really, you have guys that you can come in and plug them in. And then getting Azuna on almost in a way just kind of like offsets that loss as well. Like Azuna's not nearly the type of hitter that Dawson is, but he still provides like a very good bat. So yeah, he's so gonna that. he's gonna do what he does. He's gonna show up. He's gonna hit, and that's about it. He's gonna play a okay-ish left field. Um, you know, I th- I think he's probably at this point better served in the American League. Although he can DH this year, they have the universal DH. That's where I feel like the, I feel like they're gonna put him because I mean, if they wanted to, they could run Azuna. NTR day Acuna outfield, but I feel like he'd probably be keeping better serve off. I, I if if I if it was up to me, I would I would rather have him at DH. See, that's a, and that's a, the interesting thing about the National League is now they have that DH this year, so now you'll be able to plug in more more guys into that lineup. Yeah, so like, as it would be better suited off of the American League and actually be able to actually get some sort of playing time. Yeah, definitely. Um, so moving on down the division, we'll go to the Philadelphia Phillies next. Um, they're looking pretty good, honestly. They made a few moves. Um, my favorite was bringing in D.D. Gregorius uh, from the Yankees mm-hmm. in the offseason. I, I feel like people completely are sleeping on him right now um, because of the fact that he was injured for most of last year. Um, that's why I put him as my X Factor um, because if he's healthy and he's looked healthy in their um, inter-squad games and in the couple of exhibitions they played, um, he's going to be a difference maker in the middle of that lineup. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I have I have the Phillies actually as third in the division, but I have them like contending for that for one of the wild card spots. Like I feel like between them and the Nationals, like it's just gonna be a very tight race. Um, my MVP for the team is Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper. I mean, I I've always been the guy that says Bryce Harper's a little overrated, but I feel like he's still at shoulders the best player that's on this team, or at least definitely in the lineup as far as that goes. Um, my X factor is actually gonna be Andrew Hutchinson. He's coming back from his own injury from last year, so he's gonna be he's gonna man down the field and see how he can come back from that as well. Yeah, that's a good one. Like, which catch are you gonna get? Exactly, because I mean, he he was definitely declining before before the injury. That's true. He wasn't. Yeah, you, he, in that way, I don't know. I was like maybe two three months that he played in Philly last year. Well, I was even talking about like before that, like in in San Francisco, and then the brief stint with the Yankees. Oh yeah, I mean he's not—he's not the same player that he was when he was in Pittsburgh by any sort of means. But like he's still very like he's still pretty productive stuff. Yeah, no, he's like, he's good. That's that's why I'm saying like I wonder which you know which McCutcheon you're gonna get whether it's gonna you know look like he's old and beat up and that kind of stuff or whether you know whether he's gonna bounce back and uh, you know at least look kind of close to what he was um, exactly. when he was in Pittsburgh, which is all you can ask at this point. I mean he's into his thirties now, so yeah, he's thirty. He's going to be 34 this year, which is kind of surprising. I feel like he's, it, it feels like he should be younger. It doesn't feel like he's that. Yeah. Uh, my MVP for the Phillies, I picked JT Real Muto. Um, dude's up for a contract this year. Uh, he's you know probably going to be going balls to the wall to get that money. That's true. That's he's right. already the best catcher in baseball, um, in my opinion, or at least one of them. Um, yeah, he can get behind that. I don't think guy gets it done on both sides of the plate, um, you know. He's an excellent catcher. He's got one of the best pot times in baseball. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so he's definitely you know really good at controlling the running game, and he he swings a big time bat. So, you know, I think he can be that kind of consistent presence in the in the order. Whereas Harper's a little more up and down, very streaky. So very. I you know I think Real Muto is it's going to be on him to kind of steady the ship there a little bit, um, and then obviously he's working with the pitching staff, you know, doing his thing catching. Um, so I just think like overall, if you get a catcher, like you don't need an elite catcher to be a good team. You just need a good one. But if you have an elite catcher, that's such a luxury that a lot of teams don't have. Cause there's really only a handful of them in baseball right now. Right. And, yeah. and JT or is definitely one of them. Yeah. Usually in baseball in general, it's very hard to find like actual, like, like a lot of elite catchers. Like there's, like, yeah, there's a lot of good catchers. There's not a lot of like that next step up. Yeah, it's a match made in heaven for Romuto because he actually gets to work with a pretty good pitching staff, too. Yeah, definitely. Like, especially adding Zach Wheeler into that rotation now, too. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at Aaron Nolan, Zach Wheeler up there at the top. Um, Vince Velasquez isn't terrible. Yeah, Jake Arrieta, who could, like, if he could get back his old form, would be I'm also curious to see the Phillies without Gabe Kapler as the manager because he wasn't the greatest. 
now now they have like now they have a competent manager. Yeah, I mean they have one of the, the probably the best guy that was on the market this past year, um, with yeah. Joe Girardi. Yeah, that'll be because he hasn't he hasn't been around for what a couple of years now. Uh, yeah, it was just uh, just two. So he got he uh, left the Yankees after twenty seventeen. So that was. Um, do you have the Phillies as second in the East? I have the Phillies as second. I have the Mets third. Well, I, just in the order that I wrote. I guess um, it's a kind of a toss. I just wrote it in a certain order, but um, I guess it could it could go either way between New York and yeah. Washington. We'll we'll talk about New York right now. Yeah, going going through this, I realized that like the NL East is very like it's a lot more talented this year than it was the previous year. Yeah, so, like, I mean, I could see any of these top four teams kind of being really good. Um, I mean, the Mets are the typical Mets. They're going to be really good on paper, but they never put it together. Yeah, for some reason they just never. Do so it. it's kind of tough to gauge them. Um, I have their MVP Jacob Degrom. You know, kind of goes without saying, guy's the best pitcher in baseball. Um, I, have, I have the same one. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's, there's really, I mean, what can you say? He's the best pitcher in baseball, back-to-back Cy Youngs. Um, the guy's yeah. just unhittable. I think we have the same X factor as well. Yeah, I, I picked you on a Cespedes. Um, yeah, I think that's the most, like, true to definition X factor. Yeah, um, because, like, if he's healthy, he's just a very, very good player, but he's just, just like, he's never healthy. Yeah, he's, he's had the stuff with the with his feet the last few years, um, like yeah. the feet and ankles. You know, but he can DH now, which is good. I think that's going to save him a lot um, and keep him keep him fresh through the whole season. Right, it's kind of a, it's kind of a shame though because like he's such a like he's such a talented defensive player too. Yeah, so I mean, you stick you stick his bat in the middle of that lineup. Right, it, but, it, and that but that's it, a huge difference for the Mets. Yeah, and it's and you know they have a deep enough outfield to the point where they don't like if they if he can't play in the outfield like that's fine. You know, yeah, they, they they really they yeah, they definitely don't need him. They just added um uh, Jake Marisnik out there too, so it's like. You know they have yeah. they have outfielders. Yeah, you have JD Davis, Brandon Nemo, uh, Conforto, and they, like that infield is pretty strong too. Like it's just that the lineup as a whole is actually really strong. Yeah, no, the and the they have like I said they have a great roster. We'll see if they can put it together. Um, you know the pitch like the pitching staff I think is still their strength. I mean as you know as many uh, good bats as they have in that lineup. I mean you're still looking at Degrom at the top. You still have Stephen Matz in there, Marcus Stroman. Um, Trying to think, Cindergard's done for the year. He's not playing. But that's what I'm gonna say is that the back, if the back half of the rotation, because you have two guys that are capable of being good, and Rick Porcello and Michael Walker, like you have guys that are like Rick Porcello is capable of being good as we've seen previously. He has one good year, and then the next year he sucks, and the next year he's good, and then the next year he sucks, and now it's this year. It's every even year he's good. The thing, sure the thing with Porcello is like, it, so if the if the lineup stays healthy and they can give him some run support, he's gonna be fine. He's gonna win a lot of games. His his stuff to me, especially in the last like five years, has never been that great. Even the year he was, even the year he won the Cy Young, like yeah, yeah wasn't like, that he wasn't that good. They just scored like eight runs every time he went out. So his right. his win total was off the charts. Yeah, because I think he went like twenty two and four that year or something. Like, yeah, and it's like that's what that's what's gonna happen. I mean, you can when you have the wiggle room to give up like you know three four runs a game. Um, and and with the Mets, as you saw with a couple of years ago with Degrom, you don't always have that luxury where he went. You know, he had a sub five hundred record, but his ERA was like right around two. Sir, yeah, that, that's the thing about the Mets. You have that one-two like fire combo of Degrom and Stroman at the top of your rotation. That's something. That's good. that's like it's, as long as both of them stay healthy. Like that's that's and it, once you get Syndergaard back, we have like all three of them. See, I feel like next year they'll be better off. Yeah, they got to worry about keeping Stroman too, because he he's gonna be a free agent at the end of the season. That's true. Also, they have Jed Lauer in there. Uh, he they put him on the IL just a few days ago. Yeah, um, he's again another one. He's always hurt. Yeah, exactly. I'd say Jed Lauer if he's healthy, he's pretty good. But now they they, they feel like you obviously have Pete Alonso. Like he last year, he obviously an incredible year from him. Uh, you got guys like Jeff McNeil, Robinson Cano, Matt Rosario. Like it's just very solid in team too. Yeah, no, they're 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 a good team on paper. It'll it'll be interesting to see if they can put it together. If they put it together, they're definitely my pick for third place. Yeah, plus um, it doesn't help that they had like their manager sort of fiasco at the beginning of this year as well. Yeah, they're on manager number two of the off season. Yeah, exactly. Wait, wait, I need a refresher of who even the manager is at this point. Oh crap! What the hell is his name? Um, no, so they, Beltron. They had they had Beltron, and then Beltron got fired. So they had to go and hire a guy. Whose name is? Hold up, I'm looking at. I'm looking it up right now. Luis Rojas. That's right. Okay, Luis Rojas. Okay, I don't know why I want to say Ron Ronicky. No, that's that's the Red Sox. 
I was going to say, I don't know why I want to say him, but yeah, that makes, that makes much more sense. Yeah. But yeah. No. So Luis Rojas, there we go. That was going to bother me if I couldn't get it. So if, if the Mets could put it all together, it'd be good for them. But like I said, the, the chances of that happening, it's like a fifty-fifty shot. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Um, so we'll move on to the Nationals, defending world champs. Um, start the season off tomorrow night. Um, MVP for me, uh, Juan Soto. I yep. fairly easy pick. Um, you know, he's just gonna hit and hit and continue to hit. He's just absurd. He's absurd. Um, um, my you my pick was him, and I also have my X Factors Carter Keeble. Okay. All right. Be, I'm assuming he's just getting it plugged in right where Anthony Rendon was left off. And he's been kind of like, he's been along one of those prospects that's just like been ready to go, but he's just been roadblocked by so many other people, and now he's going to be able to finally go in and get some run. Yeah, definitely. So how, he, how he goes. But I, I have the Nationals a second in the East. Like, I, I losing losing the guys that they've lost, it, like, it hurts them, but I they, their team with, like, enough depth where they'll still be fine. Like, they're still fine. Like you see, you, there's like if you look at it like up and down the lineup, like there's really not a ton of holes or anything like that. And then the, you have the the top three of the rotation of Scherzer, Strasburg, and Patrick Corbin. That's like it. That's also just absurd. Yeah. So right now Corbin was I listed Corbin as my X factor. I also could have said Victor Robles. Yeah, Victor um, Robles. Because to me, to me, Victor Robles is like the National League equivalent of Byron Buxton. Yes. Um, yes. To where he's like he's got the tools. But he's just kind of never like, not not put it together, but like, gotten to that next level. He's still fairly young. He's super. He's super young. So there's definitely plenty of time. So I mean, I'm I'm gonna split my X factor between Corbin, who I think you know is the third pitcher in that rotation, um, can affect it to a super high degree. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, because you have a guy who's the ace in Arizona. You have a guy pitching like an ace out of your third slot in the rotation. I mean, that's great if you're a team trying to compete um you're gonna need that kind of three-headed monster right there so if he can just you know not that he was playing bad last year or anything he was fine um but if he can just kind of continue that that'll be huge for them but i guess robles is probably a better x factor now i'm talking about it um because if he can pop that's that's huge for that team yeah if he if he could just like if he could if he could break out this year that obviously because he was he was a pretty he's a, still is i guess technically kind of like a prospect type player um yeah, he was a big like big time hype around him um, when he was Last coming up. Season, right? What was that? Last year was his rookie year, though, correct? I believe so. Um, he's spl- I feel like he's been around longer than he's actually been around. Yeah, I think he played. I think he maybe qualified. Well, he only played about like forty something. He played like forty three or forty four games in twenty eighteen. So I don't think. He, I think last year was technically considered his rookie season. Yeah, I mean, it's because I it's because I paid way too much attention to prospects. So I feel like I, I just feel like these guys have been around forever, and you know, in reality, right. like half of them haven't even debuted yet. No, yeah, no, I get that one. Like, like last year, it wasn't he didn't have like a bad season by any like two two fifty five, seventeen, sixty five. Like that's pretty, that's like pretty solid production. But like, yeah, if he can just you know find consistency and then I mean raise the average a little bit, just just a tad. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, exactly. last last year was his first full season. He broke in um, twenty seventeen, played only thirteen games, uh, then played twenty one games in eighteen, um, and then twenty nineteen one fifty five. So yeah. And you can't forget the, uh, the the postseason hero Howie Kendrick still holding oh of that course. Up. And Robles is also super young. He's only twenty, so he's got oh, plenty yeah. of time. This isn't like you know this isn't the kind of guy where I'm like you know he's it's like put up or shut up time for him. Um, but he's a guy that I think is kind of, you know, an, an, an uncertainty yeah. um, as far as to how good he's going to be. I think the ceiling is higher than what he's at right now. Oh, yeah, definitely. So I'd, I'd like to see him kind of, you know, start to really dig into that potential a little bit this year. And if he can, that's going to be huge for the Nationals. And I think that, I think, like, when you compare him to the Bucs, it's, like, it's almost like he's, like, a perversion of Yeah. Like, the Bucs, Bucs it's probably, because Buxton was, like, the biggest prospect of, like, 2014, 2015, like, around that time span. So he's probably so he's like the the similarities are definitely there. He should probably like a little bit of the younger version. Yeah, it's it's yeah definitely similar similar uh, similar skill sets too. But uh, I I still have high hopes of Matt Nats. I still have them second in the, the East. I think they like I still think they're going to be able to lock up one of the wild card spots. Um, maybe not have like the similar run as they did last year, but definitely they'll still be like in that contention span. Yeah, I, th- I think if you, you know, if you ask me today who's coming in, you know, I still think the Phillies have second place on lock 
and the Braves are going to win. But if you ask me who's going to come in third right now, I think it's the Nationals, just because I have no faith in the Mets to actually put it together. Right. Um, but it, it's it's going to be kind of in the middle of that division. Um, it's going to be kind of a dogfight to see who comes out on top. Yeah, what, what won't be a dogfight is the end of the division. <laughs> no, so here we go. Final, final team in the uh, National League East that we're going to cover is the worst team by far. Uh, that's the Miami Marlins. And um, honestly, the only thing that, that is worse than the 2020 Miami Marlins is the theme song for the Marlins that Creed wrote in, like, 2010. Thank you, Creed. It is the worst thing I've ever heard in my entire life. It's not even close. It's one of the best things I've ever heard. It's nostalgic. I mean, it's so bad. It's it's like so bad. It's good. Like it's just it's hilarious. Like I just I sit there and I listen to it and I laugh. Perfect, perf- perfect game. Triple play. It really does just kind of like sum up the Marlins. It's just it's just like so. Just I don't even know. It's it's like their Miami first Miami uniforms. It's just so bad. You like you couldn't look away. Yeah, they're they're doing some things over there. That's for sure. Yeah, that team's a train wreck. Although they, you know what, they do have a really good minor league system. So it's it's going to get worse before it gets better. But this is yeah. the worst part. But it is there is light at the end of the tunnel. Um, they're just they're just playing a Houston Astros, you know. Just yeah, just, yeah, and that's that's part of you know my MVP and my X factors. My MVP is Brian Anderson. Um, it's pretty standard. He's, the, he's probably the best player on the team. Um, I mean, he's not great. It's fine. It's not bad. He's you know he's a, you know decent player. There. But like, there's not enough like other talent on the team that I'm like, damn, that guy's way better. Yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like the same thing when you're like assessing the Orioles. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's kind of the exact same thing. Who's there that I could talk about? But, um, I have the same MVP. My X factor is gonna be Jesus Aguilar. Um, I mean, he had that really good season with Milwaukee, and then he just kind of like fell off a cliff. Um, and then performed a little bit better last year, so maybe if he gets back to some sort of level that he was at beforehand, that'd be cool. Other than that, there's really not much hope. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, we'll, we'll get off this pretty quick, but I'll just uh, share my X-Factor real quick. It's going to be J.J. Bladé. Um, mm-hmm. if, they, if they decide to use him on the, on the actual Major League roster this year, you know, I think he's one of those guys that can have an instant impact. I mean, he, was, he was so good at Vanderbilt um, a few years ago. Uh, went fifth overall in 2019 in the draft. So, I mean, if they decide to bring him up, and I, I don't see why they wouldn't. I mean, what, what else do you have to lose, really? Um, just bring, even if you bring him up towards the end just to kind of kick the tires, um, he could at least be a person that makes that team, like, worth watching. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, they, for this, for their sake, I mean, they have a lot of guys right now that are triple A, so you, they might as well just say what the hell and just bring him up for at least a little bit towards the end of the season, you know, to give him some sort of run, but... Because what, what do they have to lose? It's the Marlins. Yes, there's really nothing. I'm still amazed how the fact that the Marlins won two World Series like championships and then just immediately proceeded to suck after the fact. I, they've also won two World Series championships and they've never won the division. That's true. They and were the they, wild they, card. They were the wild card team both years. What do you? They just they're very they're just weird. This is just a, just a weird team. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, all right, so we'll move on into the NL Central. Um, I guess this is where my takes get a little spicy. Um, I think the Reds are winning this division. I also think the Reds are winning the division. All right, good. It's not just me. Maybe it's not as spicy as I thought it was then. No, I, just, I still think it is because I don't think, like, when people think of the Reds, they're like, oh, the Reds have been selling Millers for, like, the last five years. So, yeah. like, it's kind, of, it's kind of weird to think of them, as, like, especially since, like, even last year they were, like, near the bottom. So, it's, like, it's weird to think about them as, like, a division championship. But they they improved so much in the offseason where it's, like, they, they're arguably the most complete team in that division. Yeah, I mean, I think outside of the Yankees getting Garrett Cole, um, I think the Reds won the offseason. Oh, yeah. Or they're at least one of the one of the big winners of the offseason. I, I definitely said that. I mean... They had a real, they're rota- like their pitching has been the weakest leg for the longest time, and it, now it actually looks pretty damn good. Yeah, and um, I mean, so I'll, I'll just run down uh, my MVP and my X Factor. My MVP is going to be Nicholas Castellanos. Um, I mean, he, he's been kind of, since he played in Detroit, he's just kind of been like one of those guys under the radar. Nobody really talks about him so, uh, a ton, but he just hits everywhere he goes. Um, got traded to the Cubs last year at the trade deadline, and from that point on, was one of the best hitters in baseball. Yes. Wasn't any even still was under the radar, but he was he was on a tear the last few months. Yeah, he did, he went nuts. Um, so you know he's going to be roaming the outfield 
for the Reds this year, which is going to be huge for them. I mean, I think, I think he's going to be their best player. Um, mm-hmm. Then you're looking at X Factor. I have Sonny Gray. This could have gone about seven different ways, but I decided to pick Sonny Gray because, you know, he had a, he had a great bounce back year um, last season after being absolutely garbage in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely one of those guys that just can't handle the pressure of playing for the Yankees, um, which is fine. It's not for everybody. But um, so it's, you know, he's, he's going to, he got the opening day start. Um, so he'll be starting Friday um, for the and Reds. Another thing to talk about with Castle, honestly, they signed him for a steal of a contract. Yeah, I don't think, how much are they paying him? It's not that much. I, I think it was like, I think it's like 58 million they signed him for. Yeah, that's, know. that for, for what you're getting, that's, that's such a good price. I think it might be, I don't remember if it's that, if that, if it's that much. Um, but I know it was like, when I remember seeing it, I was like, wow, they, like, it was, I know they got it for like four years. Um, but when I saw that, I was like, holy crap, they got it from Um, oh, 64 million, four years, 64 million. Yeah, that's, think, that's not bad. That's, that's definitely a fair deal. Oh, so it's a one year contract. This guy, oh, so they have, he has an opt up too after this year though. That's honestly not a bad contract because if he sucks i mean like right um my i i want to say I, my mvp pick is like torn right between castle just because i think he's gonna be good and it's been him and uh Juino Sars. um he's been absolutely breaking the ball the past couple of years so i got him up there as well um my expect is gonna be shogo akiyama the new japanese player from uh, he's gonna be man down left field um just it's kind of like similar to the, the pick i had for the breeze um, just seeing how he can just tr- transform from overseas to the MLB standpoint. He's looked really good in, um, in the and scrimmages and the exhibition games. And if you could just carry that over to the regular season, like that that, that outfield is already elevated to like one of the better ones in baseball. But yeah, I like this this team has a ton of different X-Factors from like Ucho, Sunny Ray. Another one could be like Trevor Bauer, seeing how he does. You know, he's, he's kind of he's sometimes he's up and down as well. Yeah, um, I also uh, so my my second would have been Michael Lorenzen because that's their two way player. Yeah, too. That's that's easy to say them as well. So it's it's um, definitely super easy to say the two way guy is gonna be the X factor. <laughs> um, but yeah, I said like a lot of people I think are gonna be super on it. Uh, the Reds. When I was I've been talking to people about you know when I'm talking about baseball, I'm like t- I'm telling them like the Reds are gonna be a good team, and everyone's like, Nah, you're crazy. Like, the Reds are going to be pretty damn good this year. I, they, I they, told they, one of my friends to put money on the Reds um, to what's, win what's, something, anything. I was like, literally anything you're betting on, just put money on the Reds. What is what are the what does Vegas have their over under at? I, uh, I, I Thirty one and a half, I think, for wins. At a sixty, I'm taking the over. On that's that. a, that's what my friend was like. Should I take the over? I was like, hammer that over. Thirty one and a half. I'm like, you tell the Ray, the Reds are absolutely going over five hundred. I'll say if, if I don't usually bet on sports, but damn. 31 and a half on that, I'd take it over. Yeah, easily. I mean, um, that, that's um, But yeah, no, I, I got the, it's, it's considering what everyone else to bring to the table central, I feel like everyone else has just like, their own issues that are going on with them where the Reds just feel like more compete. Yeah, so uh, we'll move on to the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, they're an interesting case, because honestly, I really don't know exactly what they have going on on the mound. Um, yeah, I don't either. <laughs> and but, but their lineup's not bad. Their lineup's no. fine. Um, yeah, obviously, like, I think it's an easy pick here. Christian Yelich for uh, MVP of the team. Yeah, um, the guy's just a special player. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, he's one of my one, obviously one of my favorites to watch as well. And he's just kind of like it's just Christian Yelich. Just the rise of Christian Yelich has been fun too. Like but just seeing him elevate from like a pretty good player out in Milwaukee to like uh, not Milwaukee, out, uh, Miami to what he is now. Yeah, so honestly, he was like the third guy. It was it was Stanton Ozuna, and then it was just kind of Yelich was like he was good, but he wasn't getting the hype the other two did. People people just mainly knew him as like a gold glove player because he wasn't hitting. I mean, he was hitting home runs, but he wasn't hitting you know like crazy like Stanton Ozuna were. Um, but then you know when he went to the Brewers, uh, MLB Network I think it was did a uh, map. They overlaid uh, Miller Park on top of um, the Marlins Stadium, and they were like, look at all these flyouts to the warning track that Yelich is hitting. These are all home runs in Milwaukee. So, having having him kind of elevate to that like MVP, like yeah, MVP player is obviously huge for that. But uh, so he's my pick there. My expect is I was saw Garcia, um, honestly because I could not really think of a ton of them for a year because I really do not know what their pitching staff like, brings to the table. Um, 
by any sort of means. And having Garcia in that outfield uh, kind of replace, kind of takes like a little bit of heat off Ryan Braun too. We put him at DH where he can just kind of like focus on hitting it rather than having to go and play both sides of the field, especially with him getting older. And so if Garcia can just pick up the slack out there, that'll, that'll help them a lot. Yeah, definitely. So my X factor for them was Keston Hira. Um, you know, rookie last year, they brought him up. He was probably their most hyped up prospect. Um, he was pretty. He was pretty good. Yeah, he played very well last year. Um, so you know, I think if you know he can continue that high level play, that's going to be um, super important for them just to kind of have a lockdown second baseman. They don't really have to worry about. But the good thing about the Brewers is when you don't you don't have to worry about them. It's just the starters. Yeah, I just like I just don't know what they have really. It's just kind of like like Josh Hader is going to be. You know what Josh Hader is going to bring to the table. Right. He's he's there. But the, like outside of him, it's like just that whole pitching staff is just like a bunch of like kind of like you know nameless, faceless guys. They're just you know pitcher. Yeah, I feel like that's always. I feel like the Brewers have kind of been like that the last couple of years too. Like even when they had like that the playoff like the playoff runs, they just they have like just like starters that nobody knows about. Yeah, but I feel like, but says but that's also because I feel like they're a team that relies heavily on that bullpen too. Like they they're you know we just remember seeing sometimes in that postseason where they have you know one one guy one starter throw off like maybe three or four innings and then it would just be the bullpen the rest of the time. Yeah. So, I don't know. I have them as fourth in the division as of right now just because I'm that, just the uncertainty of the pitching staff. But, I mean, if they, if they can get, like, if it turns out like the staff's more solid than people are expecting, then they'll probably be a lot higher, I'm assuming. Yeah, I, I have them at third. Um, so, my next team up is the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, this is my pick for second place. Uh, yeah, mine. They got a. They're. They're. I feel like they're just one of those teams. They're like the Spurs or the Patriots. Like they're just always kind of there, in the conversation. They're always going to be above that. They're always going to win at least eighty-five games every single year. You you kind of know what to expect from them at this point. Like there's not really like a ton of yeah around the team. Yeah, definitely. And I don't think much has really changed. I mean, you're looking MVP. I'm picking Jack Flaherty. Um, He's one one of the best pitchers in the National League. Super fun to watch. Um, X Factor. I'm picking Colton Wong. Um, Okay. Just because he's always kind of like, I feel like he's he's a lot better than people give him credit for. No, I'm with you on that, absolutely. But he's definitely not like you know like a like a world breaker. But like if he if he can contribute consistently, um, especially with the backs, you know he's a, he's a solid defender at second base. Um, so right. like you know what you're getting in the in the field. If he can just be a consistent contributor for a whole season with the bat, and I think a 60 game season is going to help him out with that. Um, yeah, exactly. That's going to catapult. Uh, the Cardinals, because I mean, you look at like if Colton Wong's hitting, it just it, that makes everything easier on the rest of that lineup. Because that's just one more guy you got to worry about. You can't just kind of zero in on uh, Matt Carpenter and um, Paul Goldschmidt and those guys. Right. Um, I'm with you on the MVP pick. I got the same one. Uh, my X factor pick is going to be Carlos Martinez. Uh, he's been just weird past couple years, bouncing from starter to reliever, back to starter. Um, and I feel like a little bit more pressure is going to be on it now. You know, if you have the aging Adam Wainwright, and you have obviously the top two right now with Jack Flaherty and Miles Nicholas, Um, but you're missing Jordan Hicks. Jordan Hicks isn't going to be there this season. He's sitting out. So Martinez is going to have to play a little bit more of a bigger role in that rotation now that you know they're a little bit more depleted. Um, it'll be interesting to see how he can kind of come back from that and see how he performs this year. Um, but like, just look top top to bottom. Like, it's just a very solid team. Um, you kind of know with most with most players like Paul Goldschmidt, you know what you're going to get from him. Um, he's I think he started off a little slow last year, but he was able to come into his own and more as the season goes on. And uh, yeah, they just look they they look like they're going to be they'll, they'll to the Cardinals. Attacked. They're going to be well, there. They're going to win like, games. Like the Spurs, it's like the Spurs. It's like the Patriots. It's like you know, it's it's just like they just like that staple franchise. Yeah, even if they're not great, they're going to be good. Yeah, like even the season that they don't miss, they don't make the playoffs. They miss it by like a couple of games. Yeah, like they're not terrible. It's been like that ever since basically Alpha, or ever since like Mark McGuire was there. Yeah, I mean they're just kind of like a solid team. Um, so moving on to the Chicago Cubs, uh, probably one outside of the Reds, maybe the most interesting team to keep an eye on in this division. Um, a lot of things go good for this team, but a lot of things go wrong. Yeah, I mean it's just like I don't really know where to because like I feel like I want to say that championship window from from that twenty sixteen. Uh, core is like closing but it, they're all still so young right and it still feels like it's if it, but it feels like I don't, like with the last two years it feels like everybody's just like passed up by and yeah 
I feel like the, the, the pitching staff's starting to get, like, aged well. The, the pitching staff's definitely old. You're looking at Lester, who's getting up there. You Darvish isn't getting any younger. Um, Kyle Hendricks isn't, I wouldn't say, like a spring chicken. Right, exactly. And, you know, like, the, the, the line, I like, that's the thing. I don't, for the most part, I don't think the line is going to be the thing that's concerning. It's just the staff that's the more concerning option. That's written. that's what I'd be more concerned about. Um, MVP for the team, I think we both have the same MVP as Javi Baez. Yep. He's, he's He's an MVP candidate every single year in the National League, so it's kind of hard to bet against him. Um, but my ex- my expectation would be Chris Bryant because after ever since basically that MVP season he had when they won the World Series, he's just been kind of like declining ever since then. And I know you know he's been he's been playing for a contract soon. He's trying to get himself another like another big deal. Um, so he's gonna so if he wants to get more money, he's got obviously Yeah, definitely. Um, he's he's absolutely because I mean if he's hitting. That's such a difference maker. I mean, that that's the difference between the Cubs coming in third and the Cubs winning the division. Right, and it's not like and it's not like right now. Like last year, he wasn't bad. He, like he hit tweet to 31 home runs, 77 RBIs. Like it's not bad. Yeah, he's just not not what you were accustomed to, especially in the average department. Yeah, and like Chris Bryant, like is it, like he's a 28 years old. He's entering he's entering his prime right now. So like you would think you would think that he would just add a little bit more. To that, you like you just ex- you just expect more of, especially after like how well he performed that second season. Yeah, for sure. Um, so my X factor is you, Darvish. Um, and he's been yep. honestly kind of awful for the Cubs. <laughs> I can't really think of a time where he was like locked down for the Cubs. Really, I, I can't either. He's, he's just been kind of. He's just been, he really honestly hasn't been that good since he left the Rangers. Um, yeah, yeah, he really hasn't. But either way, uh, if he can kind of reclaim like any of that form that he had in Texas all those years ago, um, that'll be so big just to have him in the middle of that rotation. Because obviously, you know, even though Lester's getting older, you know exactly what you're getting from him. Same thing with Kyle Hendricks. Um, but then you got you Darvish, which is kind of an unknown. And if, if you expect anything at this point, it's probably expecting him to be bad. So if he can kind of turn it around a little bit and actually not suck, um, that's yeah, gonna be such like, a difference maker. He's like the number one guy in that rotation right now too. If he's the number one guy, then you know they're kind of in trouble. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's it's a weird situation um, in Chicago, but um, if everything clicks, you know, even if not even not if everything clicks, but like if they can get like you know seventy percent of what they want to go right to go right, then they're gonna be a really good team. And that's a, and that's a funny thing with the Cubs too is that like they if, if it's like say everything goes wrong, they have so no talent that they can still bring up. And like be able to gauge their potential too. Um, like Nico Hearn, like if they want to bring him up and try him out at the end of the season as well to like play like sec- play like second or shortstop or whatever. Um, they have a couple other prospects in the system that they can bring up and try them out as well. So they're just kind of like, it's a real level because they have like very talented players and they also have very talented players in the minors as well. Yeah, it's, just, it's kind of funny. Yeah, but I got them Cubs as third. I have them in front of the Brewers for now, just because I feel like as. As bad as the Cubs pitching staff is, or it's not as bad as like as like a bunch of uncertainty is, it's I feel like they're still a half step ahead of both the groups as far as pitching goes. Yeah, definitely. They're they're kind of in that mix in the middle for me. Right, third third yeah. or fourth. They're, they're definitely not fifth, which is where I have our last team. Yeah. It, the Pirates. Yeah. If there's anybody that's gonna be have a chance to be worse than our friends in Miami that will be Pittsburgh. <laughs> I don't, I, they're not even that bad. I mean, you got Josh Bell. Josh Bell is my MVP for this team. He's going to win you a lot of games. Yeah, um, he's the only player that's like... You're looking... There. So my, my X Factor is uh, Adam Frazier, who's fine. You know, he's pretty good last year. Um, you're also looking... I, get, I could also say Cole Tucker um, as, a, as a potential X Factor. Mm-hmm. Um, my X Factor is going to be Keone Kayla. All right, out of the bullpen? Yeah, because he's been... He's, like, he throws it, gas. Yeah, he's been good, but he just has so much stuff that just gets swirled around him where it's, like, just that makes him an uncertainty. Yeah, they, um, the guy throws gas, that's for sure. But other than that, like, I also don't really know who it's like, because like, this team, like, they're just not that good. Yeah, they're they're really not. I mean, they're missing Chris Archer for the year, which is honestly probably addition by subtraction, the way Chris Archer's been pitching the last few years. Yes, sir. And then Polanco starting the season with COVID, so he's not going to be there. Yeah, you're looking at you're looking at Josh Bell and um, Adam Frazier. They have J- Jameson Tyone still in the rotation, um, yeah. so they still have, they still have their ace, which is good. Yeah. So you still have him, or do you? Wait, did 
Oh no, wait, no, he that was last year. He was sidelined, right? Yeah, no, he. I think I, to the best of my knowledge, he's playing this year. Oh okay, but yeah. I don't know. They'll, they'll be just... They're, they're, they're going to be there. They'll probably do what the Pirates do and start off strong and then fall off a cliff like 10 games I mean, in. I, I, and, I know, and I know you feel strongly about Pittsburgh right now just because of what's going on with the... Uh, with oh, I'm the, not mad at the team. I'm just really annoyed with like the governor know, of Pennsylvania. I'm the team, but I'm just saying that, you know, the Blue Jays should be able to just use Josh Bell and just take over the Pirates just because the Pirates aren't going to matter this year. I'm so on. game. I'm so game. Don't. <laughs> I'm so game for that. The only thing that'd be an issue is that, like, where, how do you how do you fill with the rest of that lineup? If you if you take Josh Bell, you move the first because then you have Laddie. So you move like third, you put him in oh, DH. Oh, Josh Bell can DH, or go to or or play first and Vlad DHs. Easy peasy. But then what about what about Rowdy? Ah, uh, he can platoon. <laughs> Sorry, Rowdy. He can platoon because he can't hit lefties. Oh, sure. That's right. That's right. Regardless. Um, but but yeah, he no, can't I'm, hit Ryan Weber. Yes, and, and anybody can hit Ryan Brashear. Yeah, oh, he's so Brashear's so bad. That's, that's besides the point. I don't, don't want to go like super into that. <laughs> that's a, that's a topic for a different show. Maybe next week. Yeah, get him out of there. Um, Sixty feet six inches. Why Ryan Brashear sucks? <laughs> Just like an entire episode. I could talk about Ryan Brashear being bad for like an hour and a half. <laughs> First of all, he has resting bitches. First of all, his head is off center. He t- he like, walks around with his head tilted to the left. That's that's true. Wait, a couple of years ago he was good. Uh, yeah, he had like one decent stretch in 2018. But like honestly, who didn't have a good stretch for the Red Sox in 2018? That's Max. Everybody just kind of that year. That was a good year. That was a fun year. Yeah, sure. Not that sucked. Wow. Right. We'll move on yeah. to the NL West final division. Speaking of the 2018 Boston Red Sox. Let's talk about Mookie Betts. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually coming up right now because we're talking about the Dodgers. Look at that man get paid. Jesus. So, uh, Dodgers, NL West champs. I think it'd be anything anything less is a massive disappointment. Um, 13 years. So that's counting this year. So it's the actual extension is 12 for 350. Oh, so he gets... He gets he's so he's get getting money. this year, he's making like 27. Well, wasn't he getting arbitration? So his yeah, his arbitration number this year was like twenty seven million. Oh, okay, yeah. So he's getting like one for twenty seven, um, and then he's getting paid twelve for three fifty on the extension. So totals to be like thirteen for like <clears throat> thirteen for like three seventy seven. That's wild. So they just rounded up to three eighty for the source of for the sake of the report. Um, yeah. Anything right now, at least because we know what the Dodgers are capable. Anything less than NLCS this year is a disappointment. In my opinion, anything less than the World Series this year is, is a disappointment for them. With, with what the team looks like, they should have won the World Series. Like this is a team that should. This team, top to bottom, is absolutely loaded. I have nothing really bad to say. I mean, like, my my MVP is Cody Bellinger. Um, I still think Bellinger's better than Betts. That's just a personal preference. You could definitely argue that Betts is better. Yeah, um, I have. Bets just because I like bets more. <laughs> yeah, it's literally who you like more. I just I think Bellinger's swing is so nice. <laughs> so I tend and I, I hit. I was a left-handed hitter, so I just tend to like side with the lefties because well, yeah, no, nobody ever like, gives him love. I love I love his swing. His it's swing such a nice swing. Crisp. It's so crisp because he kind he just has like that. He just it's just like filling. It's just very filling. It's it's, it's, it's like he's un, unscrewing himself. Right. Like there's just there's so much torque in that swing, and it's it's fun to watch. Uh, my X factor for the Dodgers, Gavin Lux. They just optioned him actually off the um, active roster. Um, if I had to take a guess, it's because he doesn't. It's some something to do with service time. Probably that would be yeah. that would be my guess. He's going to be on the team. He's he, I mean he's probably going to be in their starting second baseman. He, he made he made a debut last year though. Right? He did he did, but um I'm not sure how much he played and the service time rules are so ambiguous that it's just honestly i don't understand half of them um i don't think he played a full, he didn't he, he definitely no he definitely didn't play the whole season i mean if anything he, he did kind of what boba did with the blue jays and played just a few months um right. but i don't know exactly how that counts towards his service time so they're probably in and just trying to preserve his contracts so and have to pay him uh which is annoying kind of shady but everybody's doing it so it's whatever Especially with their point, given you know, Mookie Betts, damn near almost four hundred million. Yeah, might um, as might as well take pump the brakes on handing out money. You would think too, you're gonna have to get Cody Bellinger, Bellinger deal soon. Yeah, absolutely. Walker Bueller will be up soon too. Exactly. Um, so, like I said, my MVP is Mookie Betts. 
Um, like you said, personal preference there. I'm also a Red Sox fan. I just hit please come back. I know it's never going to happen. Please come back. Um, my X factor is going to be AJ Pollock. Uh, All star candidate when he was in Arizona. He's just kind of been, he, he gets injured a lot. And he just last year was kind of like down here for him. Um, and that's like the only player that honestly in this lineup that I, like, you know, can maybe say should have like a balance back year because realistically everybody last year was actually really good too. So, you know. Like I said, no homes. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, we'll move on to the second place team, in my opinion. Honestly, you kind of swung me a little bit uh, when you first talked about this. I think it was on our first first episode, maybe. Yeah, um, I know. I know where you're going with this. I thought you were nuts, and then the more I read and the more I watched and listened, I'm like, you know what? Like, I think he was onto something here. Uh, it's the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yes, sir. They're a pretty interesting group this year. Um, they I'll, they're they're kind of your. Your team right now in the NL, so I'll let you go first with your with your picks. Dark horse, my dark horse, Arizona Diamondbacks, and they look pretty. Like I, they look pretty good at spring training too. I know that they've had they haven't had their running with COVID, um, but some of the pitchers in that squad are doing really good. Um, so like Zach Allen, he's been absurd so far, and they got obviously Matt Brown, he's your ace. Um, Robbie Ray, you know, we he's capable of being a very very good starter as well. Um, and but the the main thing is like the lineup. The lineup is just wicked, wicked good. Um, Cattell Marte was like MVP candidate last year. He's going to be obviously still there this year. The outfield is really good with Peralta, Starling Marte, Cole Calhoun. You have Eduardo Escobar who did like 35 uh, home runs last year. Just like this, it's they're not. I would say they don't have really any holes in their starting lineup or anything like that. But they just obviously don't have as much like, firepower as. The, like the team like the Dodgers or the Yankees or anything else like that does. Yeah, like, definitely. They're just a very, very solid team. Yeah, so like my um, MVP, pick, MVP pick for them was Cattell Marte as well. Yeah, um, that's he's probably the best player on the team, most well-rounded. My X factors is going to be Madison Baumgartner. Um, just because like, what what are you going to get? Because I feel like the legend of Madison Baumgartner is different than the actual guy. Um, I feel like just like, you know, the thing with like the entering rodeos under a pseudonym and, um, mm-hmm. you know, the playoff heroics and stuff is better. Is It's just like kind of blown his reputation up and deservedly so. I mean, he's an interesting guy, um, right. but he's definitely, you know, he's older. He's not, I wouldn't say like, like sharp decline, but he's not as good as he was in 2014. So I think it's one of those things where Diamondbacks fans need to temper their expectations for him. Yeah, I, I think he's one of the players that his name definitely, like, is more notable than his, his like, actual stats. Yeah, especially now. I mean, before, like, you know, a couple of years ago, it's a different story. Um, I mean, there's a reason the Giants didn't go out of their way to keep him. Right. And, and a lot, some of that has to do with injuries, too, because he, like, both 2017, 2018. Yeah, and he gets weird injuries, too, and, like, you know, chopping trees down and stuff. Right, and he didn't, like, he didn't have full seasons, but, uh, but like, other than that, like, he's been, even when he was still playing, he was still pretty damn solid. Yeah, no, um, and that's exactly what he is, solid, and um, that's why I have him as my X-Factor, because if he shows up and he stays healthy, I mean, now the Diamondbacks have an ace. Right, exactly, and then, like I said, like, the, the still the 2-3 is pretty good, um, I mean, outside of that, it's maybe towards the back end, you have to start to appear with a little more question marks, um, my X factor for them, as I already talked about, Zach Allen is to be my X factor. If he can provide that ace type of stuff um, for them, then they'll be they'll onto the pitching side would be so much better. And a lot of that has to do with how he performed at the tail end of last season. When he towards the last couple of months of last season, he was phenomenal. Um, and then he's been pretty damn good in spring training or in summer training at this point, it should be called. Um, but yeah, there's not like I said, there's not really like a lot of problems with this Diamondbacks team. I think they're going to catch a lot of people off guard. And honestly, there's not really a ton of other great teams in this division either. So the fact that they get to play teams like the Rockies and the Giants all the time is definitely going to help them out. Yeah, definitely. If it just sucks, they have to face the Dodgers. That's the thing. Yeah, that's, that's going to suck. Um, so the Rockies were actually the next table I wanted to talk about. Um, I mean, they're pretty straightforward. They're going to be you know middle of the road, probably right around 500, I'd guess. Um, pitching is all right. They still got uh, John Gray and um, Kyle Freeland up at the top there. Um, my MVP for them, it's pretty simple. Nolan, Nolan Arenado, probably going to you know, an MVP candidate for the National League as a whole. Yeah, while he's still there, at least. Yeah, while they still have him. Um, yeah, yeah, he's mine as well. 
X factor. I didn't necessarily go with a guy who's going to like, you know, make or break the team, whether he's good or not. I just want this is probably the best story in baseball uh, this year. Um, and that's Daniel Bard. Guys and pitching in guys and pitching the league since 2013. And when he pitched, he had a nine ERA. Uh, this is, this is a guy who's he's beat the yips twice. He has, which that's is true. ridiculous. Because a lot of people don't beat it once. Good for him, though. Like, so I remember him being on those Red Sox teams. I remember that like, he got he got ruined by Bobby Valentine. Fuck Bobby Valentine. Yeah, Bobby it was Sox. it was when the it was when the teams tried to make him a starter. Yeah, it, it completely it completely messed him up. It completely messed him up. Um, I'm I hope for the best for him. If he if he comes out and like I said, as far as pitching goes, the Rockies need anything they can get. Just because, like, just historically, they just have been such a subpar pitching team. Yeah, except yeah. for that time they had Ubaldo Jimenez. Yeah, yeah, that one year that he was really good, and then he just started sucking afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, just looking at this team, for one, I did not know Backhep was on the Rockies. They just signed him in like the last like couple of months. Did they really? Yeah, I, was, I had no idea. Uh, I didn't even know Backhep was still weak. To be completely honest, he, like he's still a decent player. Too. Yeah, he's not bad. It's fine. He's but, not the MVP camp, but oh no, that 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 player is long gone. He's not um, bad. I have the MVP candidate as you as well. Nolan Arenado, not really much to say there. Just very, as, I mean, as long as he's still there, you know. Um, my X factor is gonna be David Dahl. He's a you know he he's very good contact hitter. Just the only problem with him is durability. He's always getting hurt. Um, so if, if he can stay healthy, that definitely is another solid option in the outfield. You know, you put him next to Charlie Black. That's a great duo to have. Um. But, yeah, I have the Rockies as fourth in the West. I have the Padres ahead of them. Um, but I, the Rockies will still nonetheless be, like, they'll, they'll be there. They just won't be, like, you know, anything like, special. Yeah, and so we, we can talk about the Padres next. Um, I love the Padres. I love they're going to be fun as hell. But to me, they're, right now, they're still kind of like the Mets of the NL West. Yeah. I Whereas, just, like, I the last few years, their teams have been, like, not terrible on paper. And then they just don't put it together. Yeah, I still think they're like a year away. They're still a year away from being like as serious contenders. Yeah, and, and they, I mean, they're ne- probably never going to win that division as long as the Dodgers are stacked up like they are. Yeah, probably. So their way in is going to have to be through the wild card. But what they do have going for them is like the really, really, really strong uh, uh, farm system they have. Yeah, you know, definitely. Graduating, graduating uh, both Fernando Tatis Jr. and. Um, What's the name? Uh, Francisco Beja, the catcher, they just got last year. Graduating both of them into the starting lineup. You still got Mackenzie Gore, who's in the, the minors. Um, and you have Taylor Trammell, who they just traded for last year. Got him an absolute steal of the way. Um, so they, like, they're future-wise. They like, Maybe if everything pans out, they'll be able to steal maybe a division title away. But like you said, as long as everyone is still producing at that level for the Dodgers, I can't see it happening anytime soon. But Yeah, um, the, the wild card is definitely their way in. But they also have possibly my favorite player in baseball, Fernando Tatis Jr. Fernando Tatis Jr. Probably my favorite. Him and Hunter Pence probably two of my favorite players in baseball. Um, and Tatis is just—he's so much fun. He is—he's so much fun to watch. I can't even lie. He's—he's he's great. I feel um, he's a menace on the bases. I feel like half the time he just like—I can't tell if he's being aggressive or literally has no idea what he's doing. Like it, him on the bases is so fun to watch because it's just like you never know what you're about to see. He's just, and he's so, he's like, he's insanely athletic. Like, he's tagging up from third base on infield pop ups. It's, it's so cool. It's so cool. I would like, I would say it like that. No, the, it reminds, he's like a, he's like a much better version of Billy Hamilton. <laughs> he's got the, he's got the speed and everything. Like, if Hamilton does. Yeah, but know, he's just a better baseball player. Tatis is just so much more well rounded as a baseball player than Billy Hamilton is. Yeah, um, definitely. He, he's my MVP pick for the team. Um, it, it's, uh, you could be, you could, Honestly, throw it up between him and Machado because Machado's still there too. Um, my X factor for the team is going to be Chris Paddock. Uh, he basically, I guess he's going like, to like default their ace just because the rest of their staff is just meh. Um, but if he, but he's he showed promise last year, so if he can build on top of that, um, he can actually become like one of the better pitchers in the National League. Yeah, so I actually have Paddock as my MVP uh, for the Padres because I mean their success is going to start with the pitching, um, right? And Paddock can be the kid shoves. Um, he's he's really really good. 
So, you know, having a full season of him, seeing how he does, you know, handling that, you know, now you're the ace, go figure it out. Um, even though he was still kind of their de facto ace last year. Um, yeah, that's that's the thing, like, by, by default. But now, now, now he's, like, in my opinion, a bona fide ace. Right. So, uh, you know, we'll see how he does this year. But he's going to be my MVP pick. My X factor is Eric Hosmer. Because I feel like he went there and we just stopped, stopped hearing about him. Yeah, he just he finds himself just very so odd. if he wants to like you know start playing like he did in Kansas City at any point that's that would be uh, probably most welcome by the Padres. Like problems like that's the thing with the Padres too is that just, their stadium is just not built for hitters either. Not at all. It's definitely a pitcher friendly park. Which which sucks because they have a lot of talented hitters now on the team. <laughs> yeah. You got you got Hosmer, you got Machado, Tatis, Tommy Pham's there now. Like you have you have some actually talented hitters. It just sucks they have to play at Petco Park. Yeah, but uh, they'll they'll be an interesting team to watch. Definitely, um, super and, young. And their bullpen's pretty good too. They have a pretty good bullpen. Yeah, Army definitely. Um, but like like I was saying earlier, I think they're still like they're still probably one or two years away from like some serious contention for at least a wildcard spot. I think they'll they'll probably be around like a five hundred team this year, kind of like in the same ballpark as the Rockies. Yeah, I, I think the shortened season will help them. That's true, yeah. The, having the short season will help. Um, I'll tell you who the shortened season's not going to help. The Giants. Yeah, they just they just kind of, they don't really have anybody right now. They have no real direction, it seems. You know, it seems like they, they waited too long to blow up the, you know, the 2010 through 2014 core. And they still haven't really even blown it up. Um, and, and they just got old. I mean, I mean, like, no, and honestly, like, my MVP pick for the team is Brandon Crawford because I could, I really just couldn't kind of think of anything else. Like, I was just like, ah, he's there and he doesn't suck. <laughs> it's bad. I just chose Hunter Pence. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, my, my X factor is Evan Longoria. Um, again, he's just kind of there and doesn't suck. Yeah, there's, my, uh, there's really not much going on there. It's just kind of like this random aging team. That has yeah. players that were really, really good like five years ago. Yeah, if you put this, I was gonna say, if you put this team together like five years ago, you'd have a dirty ace in Johnny Cueto. You'd have a very, very solid lineup, including Evan Longoria, Hunter Pence. Well, Hunter Pence is still good. Pablo Sandoval and Pablo Sandoval was still good. Um, and Brandon Belt and Brandon Crawford. And then everyone else was just kind of there. <laughs> um, so I chose Hunter Pence as my MVP pick just because. I'm friends with an All Star last year too, so I'll give him. We'll give him that, and that's really about it. Um, my X factor is gonna be Joey Bart, just in case if they give him any sort of run. They're gonna have to, to be honest. Um, I would imagine they're gonna have to because Posey opted out. Right, exactly, and that's the thing with Posey. There, they who else is gonna who else is gonna play for them at this point? So like before, we might. We'll, we'll probably end up seeing Joey Bart this year. I was gonna say before before you had at least Buster Posey on your team, that would keep things like semi interesting because he's a good player. And he's not playing, so what's what's the point? Um, so, but Joey Bart's gonna be my X factor just because hopefully they give him some sort of leeway at the end of the year. But that's really about that for the Giants. Like, I got nothing else to say. Yeah, yeah. There's there's not much going on. Um, they're just meh. They're they're, they're really just the de- they're they're just the definition of meh, just uninteresting. The only thing they have going for them is they're better than Marlins. Yeah, no, they are better than Marlins. <laughs> and Pablo said, well, that's really it. Yeah. <laughs> he's so fat. He's so fat. Uh, at least it's at least he's at least we're not experiencing like Red Sox problems yet. I mean, I think honestly, I think right now with the Giants, he's fatter than he ever was in Boston. That's that's that. You might be honest something. He's a whale right now. Regardless, it's not a good. It's not a. It doesn't make anything better for his sake. Yeah, he's an absolute whale. Um. And they have Billy Hamilton. So they do have Billy, Billy Hamilton. He'll steal a base or two. We're, we're trying to come up with some sort of positive buzz for this team, but I don't really think we are. Yeah, I got, I got nothing. I think, honestly, we're just making fun of the team. Yeah, what else is there to do? Yeah, I guess that's true. But either way, season starts tomorrow. Um, so, you know, episodes going forward starting next week should be um, probably a lot more interesting. We'll actually have some stuff to talk about. Right. Um, but yeah, no. So uh, we'll we'll be back probably next. Hopefully next week. Um, we'll have finally, of at least a full week of baseball under our 
under our uh, shoulders. Maybe yeah, we might know part. where the Blue Jays are playing. <laughs> we might know where the Blue Jays are playing. Maybe, probably not. Maybe um, they'll maybe they'll just be like a like a tribe. Just, gonna, just yeah, out. just a nomadic tribe of baseball players. <laughs> they just go from spot to spot. I mean, I guess this is the team to do it with. They're all really young, so it's probably not going to bother them as much as it would bother a team that's old. That's true. They got they got all the young guys. They got plenty of energy. Yeah, so I mean, I guess if it's going to happen, do it this year. But either way, that's about all we got uh, for this episode, so make sure to uh, check us out. Um, my writing and Dylan's writing on www.tailgatesportsentertainment.com. And until next time, guys, thanks for listening.